You're listening to the Super Expander Podcast. Aligned goals are pivotal for expansion. You don't need me to tell you that. But what happens when your flame weakens? What really happens when it totally goes out? Reignite Your Goals starts with awakening to the emotions that pull you further and further away. Letting go of your shame, denial, and frustration, and figuring out why your body is resisting your goals are the key to success. Regulate your nervous system, release the blocks, and reassess your path forward because your goals are ready to be reset and reignited. Denise Lee is a founder, advisor, and investor. She is the founder of Alala Athletic and Athleisure Wear brand. When she's not busy scaling her own company, she also helps entrepreneurs launch and grow brands. She has such an amazing story to tell. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, Super Expanders. Welcome back. I am so, so excited for this conversation to kick off because I get to share one of my Super Expanders with you. Welcome to the Super Expander, Denise Lee. Thank you for having me, Corey. I'm, I'm so excited for this. I say this with some frequency that I'm pretty sure I started a podcast to have conversations with really amazing women just like you. And here we are. I was stalking you on Instagram for a little while. And by the way, I have a pair of the OG Alala pants, the shiny ones that like, yeah, yeah. like forever. <laughs> they're like, they're OG. I still actually have them. Yeah. With like the little mesh. and, and Oh, like I love ones. that. And they're not the seamless kind. They have like the metal label on the back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah. To, to tell you how much of an OG I I am. And then all of a sudden we ended up kind of like in these parallel circles. And I said, you know, Stacy, our, our friend, Stacy, I was like, I've been trying to get Denise to talk to me for <laughs> a little while, but maybe if you could introduce us, that would be cool. And here we are. Isn't that funny how the world works that way? It's funny. I love it. And here we are. Yeah. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so excited too. So we waste no time around here. It goes super deep. So I gotta, I gotta know who is Denise deep down on a soul level. I would say that I am a student of the world. Mm. I love learning and I feel like curiosity for me is one of my superpowers. Like I'm, I I'm very curious about a lot of things and I love learning about big things, small things. I just feel like for me, that really lights me up, uh, especially learning about people and your relationships. And like that to me gets me really excited. And, and I just think, you know, you never stop learning and that's a beautiful thing. This is exactly why I was so drawn to you. So now I have to ask you just because we're having this conversation, what is your sign? I am a Leo. You're a Leo. See, so I'm a cancer, but I do a Leo son mm. must be, we have, we have some parallels there. Do you know what your human design is? I don't know why I like, we're just going to go down yeah. this like, whole woo woo <laughs> thing since we're on. <laughs> I I'm a generator. You're a generator. I'm a generator too. What kind of generator are you? Do you know what your numbers are? Uh, a six, two. Is that You're the right number? Two. Okay. Oh, I don't know. There's many numbers you could, I'm a one, three, but I don't know what okay. your numbers are. You're a six, six two. Six, two is supposed to be, I think the role model. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
And do you know what your authority is? I'm really getting, I'm digging your eyes. You know what? It's so funny you're asking these questions because I've been like, I did my human design a while ago. And this week, you're like the third person to ask me about my human design. And so I actually have looked at it. I looked it up a couple of days ago because people have been asking me. And so I do know what my authority is, which is sacral. See all the things. This is why I'm mm-hmm. a one, three sacral generator. Maybe this is, this is why I was like, oh, she's such a cool chick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also, I'm also at the cusp of cancer and Leo. So we have that in common too. Yes. That's funny. Okay. So curious. And you are a student of the world. When did you kind of start to know that about yourself? You know, I always um, felt like I was a little bit different than, you know, my friends at school, even when I was, you know, a younger person. Uh, I think I was always very open when other people might have had a more, you know, narrow view of things. I was always very open to learning, to feedback, to a lot of different things. And so from a young age, I think it it was there. And I've, you know, through the years been able to realize that it's a gift, you know, and it's it's something that I love about myself. So I think it's always been there in some form um, naturally. But I also think, you know, my dad is a very curious person as well. So I think I picked some of that up from him along yeah, the way. Of course. What I think is interesting about that is I have had many conversations with many entrepreneurs and I feel I similarly had a a same feeling when I was younger too. And I think it is almost a universal quality of entrepreneurs is that, that feeling of being a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. We we have to be. We have to be, I think we're a little crazy probably <laughs> for wanting to go down this path. Oh, I would say no, no, <laughs> not at all. I mean, it's, I think it's a, just a different kind of desire, right? It's a mm-hmm. desire to always be iterating and mm-hmm. also to not have anyone else define what you're going to create. You get mm-hmm. to be the creator of both your income and your outcomes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So, okay. Since we're talking about entrepreneurship, curiosity, being a student of the world, when did those two things merge for you? So again, I feel like it's been in my universe for a long time. Both my parents are entrepreneurs. So from a young age, they were always encouraging me and my siblings to, you know, go on our own path discover what the thing is that lit us up and what we wanted to do in our lives. And so, and it was an idea at the back of my head for a very, very long time since I was probably a teenager, you know, that I knew like one day I want to start my own business. And I think with a lot of us, you know, you have that desire, but you're also searching for the idea, right? Like what is the idea that I can kind of hang my hat on that, that feels really good to me to actually take all the action to start a business. And for me, before I got to that big idea, I really was very thoughtful, I think, in the steps I took in my career to to prepare myself for when I had that idea. You know, I worked for other entrepreneurs. I went back to business school to kind of get a better business foundation. Um, But the moment that I realized I had an idea really was about 10 years ago um, when I was training for a triathlon. And 
I had been in the fashion industry for a while at that point, and I just knew that, you know, the power of clothes to transform your mood and your motivation was really a real thing. And so when I was training for triathlon, I wanted to go buy new workout gear because I knew I would train harder if I had great gear. And so, you know, I live in New York City, went to all the stores, took a look around. And again, this was 10 years ago. So there was only like the big brands out there at that point. And nothing really excited me. Nothing really spoke to me. I felt like it was very basic, you know, the offering that was out there. And so for me, I had a moment where I was like, oh, like, I think there's a white space here for something more suited towards, you know, my New York City life and my lifestyle. And before COVID, right, we were all, you know, working out, going to work, going to drinks, going to dinner, like all day you were doing something. And I thought that, you know, I could create a brand that had clothes that filled some of that all day movement that we were going, that we were having at the time. And that was the start of Alala. Mm. I know. And when I saw those pants, I fell in love with them. And so did ever, so did everybody else. Right. So let's talk about when that concept came. Well, okay. So the, the idea, the seed of the idea mm-hmm. started and it's cool to have the idea, but then you have to go into sourcing fabric and mm-hmm. getting it created. And I think that's where a lot of people get hung up because you get the idea and that's really, really yeah. exciting. But then there's this really, there's like this gritty kind of perseverance that you have to step into to actually bring that idea to life. So let's talk about that a little bit. You had the idea, then what, how did, how did you know what to do next or where did you get your answers? Yeah, that's such a great question. And I do think that that's where a lot of people get stuck. Um, For me again, like I had spent years before that trying to prepare myself for, you know, my idea and I'd spent three years working for a billionaire who he built brands, you know, that's what he did. And so for three years, I sat next to him at all his meetings and went on all his trips and absorbed so much information and like knowledge about how to think about building a brand, you know, and that helped me so much when I started Alala, because I was like, oh, like I've seen Chris do this and he does these things first and then these things next. And so gave me a framework at least you know, step one, step two, step three, and and kind of get an idea of what, what I needed to do. So that was really helpful. So I would say, you know, if you're thinking about something, it helps if you have some experience in that industry, or you have some knowledge about, you know, how things work in that industry. But the other thing I also did was to really spend a lot of time actually researching, you know, the idea as well. So making sure there was truly an opportunity there. I think sometimes we get so excited. We're like, oh my God, best idea I've ever had. Like I got to like go into it, jump into it right away. For me, it actually helped more to take almost a year to research the activewear industry to understand, you know, like who are the players? Is there opportunity? And and to do all that research. And that made me feel a lot better jumping into it at the end of, you know, a year versus like doing it, I think, right away. And so it gave me time to kind of let the idea settle into my body and settle into my mind. And the third thing I would say is that I very early on realized what I was good at and what I was not good at. I'm not a trained designer. I don't know how to sketch something. I don't know how to, you know, 
draw, do a tech pack for a factory. Like, I don't know any of those things. And so like you're saying, like sourcing fabric, like I didn't know where to start. And so, you know, for me, part of my year of research was saying, okay, like who's the person that I need to kind of make this idea happen. Right. And for me, that was a designer finding an active wear designer. And so it was a very clear next step. And that was kind of what I was working towards all year was finding that person to bring on board um, that could really help me speed up getting the idea into reality. And I think sometimes, you know, we try to do everything ourselves, right? And and the reality is in business, you're not going to know all the parts. So instead of trying to do it all myself, I recognize that, you know, I needed somebody and that would help me get to my first goal post a little bit quicker. Yeah, I love that. Okay. And because I'm just going to peel it up, down a little deeper. So then you're like, okay, I need, I need an activewear designer. What do you start looking yeah. at who's someone else's designer is and you reach out to them and say, Hey, you want to come over and start a new place? Or do you ask them if they have any friends? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. It, so activewear designers at the time, 10 years ago, a lot of them were out on the West coast. Um, you know, the big brands are all out on the West coast. So there was a lot of them out there. I'm in New York and there were not that many here. So within my network, I was coming up empty. Like I, nobody knew anybody who was doing that. And so I actually posted a job posting on LinkedIn um, to a group that I didn't even know existed, which is like a group of active work designers. <laughs> so, you know, on LinkedIn, you can find everything. So I posted a job posting there. I was like, Hey, I'm in New York. I'm looking for somebody local, you know, to, to work on this new brand concept with me. And that's how I found the designer I started working with. I love that. Bless the internet. It's yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. People, people curse it in so many different ways. And you're like, geez, it's like, where would we be without this? I've had so many instances that happen like that on on the internet too. You decide, okay, now I want to do this thing. And you just, whether it's, I mean, obviously Google, but on the social media type networks, they have been such a wealth of education and connection. Yes. So I yeah. love that that's how you found your, your designer. Okay. So you found your designer and then you are off and running inside of building Alala, which has been a massively successful brand. What would you say your biggest struggle has been? Wow. I, there have been a lot of struggles. You know, I think two things, one thing is we're a self-funded business. So cash is always very limited <laughs> in supply and we have to be very disciplined about how we use our money. So that's challenging sometimes. You know, you want to do a partnership, you want to do this, you want to participate in this event or that thing, and you're just constrained by your budgets. So I think, you know, that is challenging for like this crazy growth that everybody wants. But I think it's also taught me to be very careful about how we spend our money, right? And gives me a very close relationship to the cash, but also the performance of the business. And so I would say that's certainly a very practical challenge. For me, also, I think I've had to change me a lot to have Alala grow the way that it has. And a lot of that has been like, I started Alala with a completely different kind of mindset and approach to business and myself than I am at right now. And so, you know, 
I grew up in an Asian household, super type A, like it was all about like performance, 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 like get A's, get into business school, like do all the things. And, you know, my mindset was very like goal oriented. It still is, but it was like very tied into like the value of the company is my value um, when I started my business. Right. And so when we had a terrible day of sales or something bad happened in the business, it would just affect me so much. And I've realized over the years, and this has been multi-year, maybe like four or five years at this point of me working to actually change my mindset and how I think about things. And that's really helped me to, I think, enjoy my business in a different way, but also help it to grow in a different way as well. Absolutely. It's kind of like, got you here, won't get you there. So you yeah. had you had to create some internal shifts. So for for that to happen, what were some of the things that you leaned into to be able to, you know, not take the bad days personally, to not take the setbacks as personal affront on you and your own work? Yeah. So this is a, a wonderful story, actually. I think it was in 2018. I started listening to some podcasts that started talking about mindset and business together. So particularly like James Wedmore's podcast and also Catherine Zinkina's podcast. And it started to like, I was curious, right? It was just like, oh, like, let's listen to these people talk about business in a different way. And it started to like dig this like seed into me of like, okay, mindset is something you need to start thinking about in which before, like I was totally oblivious to it really. Uh, and a couple months of listening to these podcasts went by. And at the time I was also like struggling in the business as well. Just like really not loving it. Like every day was just like, like, do I have to with this anymore? Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I had been thinking to myself like, oh, it'd be nice to like dive more into mindset stuff. I don't know how, I don't know where to go. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know anybody who's doing this stuff. And I ended up speaking at a panel in the city. And after the panel, this woman comes up to me and she says, hi, I'm Diane. And I am like a business and spiritual coach. And I help women entrepreneurs, you know, kind of meld the mindset piece of things and the spirituality piece of things into their business. And I just thought to myself, you are the person I've been looking for. And you came up to me and you found me at this event of like 50 people. And I hadn't been talking about it, you know, but I was like, this is the universe telling me this person was, they sent them, they sent this person here for me. And so Diane really, for me, was the first person to teach me the mindset stuff that I needed to learn, right? She taught me so much about breath work and meditation and journaling and just like, you know, those deeper questions we, we need to start asking ourselves to really understand who we are. And so for me, I spent a year working with her one-on-one -on -one, um, and it completely shifted my direction and who I became as an entrepreneur and who I am now. And so, so grateful for that. And I really, you know, I just know that the universe put her there for me and, and yeah, she really just set me on a, a completely different path. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Isn't it funny how the, it's how so the beautiful. universe works like that. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, okay. Wow. Okay. So. I just recently saw that you made a pretty big, bold goal that you stated on Instagram, right? For every, and everybody that's listening can go and see if they can find, find the video afterwards. But 
let's talk about like how this is you're bringing some like massive momentum into your brand. Let's talk about this. Yeah. So, you know, I've always talked about building a nine figure brand. It's something that's always been like in the back of my head and, and trust me, we're quite far from that right now, but you know, I, I do think that kind of speaking it out into the world is a way to make it happen a mm -hmm. little bit faster. Um, and also to, to kind of put my intentions out publicly, which is very scary. Right. And, and there are definitely a lot of steps we need to get to before we get there. But I also think like, and people have said this, like, if you have that thought in your mind, it's there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so I've been really leaning into some of that stuff for myself, like, you know, feeling into like, the things that have been circulating in my mind, instead of saying like, no, 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 you're never going to get that. Like, no, stop being silly. You're never going to do that. Or da, da, da. Say like, yeah, okay, let's like take that, you know, let's take that and run with it. And so I'm excited to see where things go. And, you know, I have a lot of renewed excitement and vision for, for Alala. And I think that, you know, we can get there. Oh my gosh. Wait to you guys. She's definitely coming back on the super expander podcast <laughs> when we're, and we'll be celebrating this goal. I promise you. I promise you. Uh, yeah. It's so funny too, because I have two mentors, my dad and my old boss, Chris, who have also both been very, very successful in their careers. And, you know, before making that little video, like I would say it to them and not to anybody else. Like I want to have a hundred million dollar business. And both of them are just like, of course, like, of course you will. Like, okay, yeah, cool. Like you're, you're going to do it. Don't worry about it. You know? And they were like, and I think, you know, this podcast is called super expanders. They showed me that it was like something that was so possible in their minds that they could see me doing, you know? And it was so like, not a big deal for them. They're like, yeah, of course you'll get there. Like, it's not that hard, you know? That I'm like, okay, like I'm going to take their confidence and take that on and, and use that to push myself forward. I mean, the saying is it's the first million that's hard. And then everything after that gets to be not, um, I'm, I'm not going to say that it's easy, definitely but not easy. it's, you know, the, it's the hardest is to get to your first million. And then after that, there are so many leverage points that you get to invite in after that. Yeah. And I think you know, it gives you the confidence. I think definitely certainly gave me the confidence to know that, okay, I can do this. I can go further. And I've just like also had so many amazing people like come into my life recently who have done the thing I want to do so many more than I've ever had. And, you know, again, like leaning on some of their confidence and their expertise and their willingness to help me, I think makes the goal a little bit more achievable. They're, well, they're being sent to you because, right, we get to be, when we're in the energy of people who have done, we desire mm -hmm. to do, it It collapses time for us. It's that, I mean, it's the whole idea of the Super Expander podcast, right? It's the proof that it's possible for you. If someone else did it, you can do it yes. too. And, and the closer in proximity that you can get to those people, the faster you can start to make it happen for yourself. I think on, you can start to see the identity that these people mm -hmm. embody, which then shows you kind of what you get to step into the habits, exactly. all of the things. And then I think there's also that idea of seeing when you have this, 
what feels like such a massive goal. And then there's this other person who's just a human being, just like you, all of a sudden starts to kind of close that gap in the idea of what you desire to do. It's just like, oh, they're not like, they're a human being. They put their pants on just the same way as, as I put mine on. They eat their cereal with a spoon too, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I feel like you know, recently I met somebody who's grown like $150, $200 million business. And like the time he's willing to give me, you know, and the advice he's willing to to share with me, like that's just incredible. It's incredible and very humbling to to be able to have those people in your life that are, you know, he doesn't have anything to to gain from from helping me except his own happiness, I guess, you know, but it's amazing. And I'm I'm so grateful every time I meet somebody like that. And they're like, oh yeah, let's let's get on a call next week. We'll talk you through like any questions you might have. And you know, he's done that a few times already for me. And so it's amazing when that happens. My gosh, such generosity. And I am sure that someone did that for him. And mm-hmm. that's that's our job, right? We get to, yeah. to pass on the knowledge, the wisdom. The- yeah. You know, the goodness. Yeah. It gets gets to flow down and trickle. And that's why like, I'm so passionate about, you know, kind of sharing my experiences and, and helping other people out that I'm a couple steps ahead of now. And I think that's just so important for, for everybody to have that network of people that are supporting them. Yeah, that I think that's absolutely true. And I, I think the moment that we lose touch with that is when, I don't know, I think that's, Sometimes when business starts to just feel like ick, yeah, it, yeah, it keeps exactly. that spark. Okay, so in this pursuit of this this big this big goal, outside of hitting the goal, what are you most excited about? I love the journey. I am excited about all the people that I'm going to get to meet. I'm excited about all our customers that we're going to be able to, you know, bring a small joy into their life. I am very passionate, not just about, you know, the monetary achievements, but really also like pushing the mission forward. You know, for me, Alala stands for so much more than like a business that I'm making money off of. Um, And, you know, I'm somebody who believes that you can make money and do good at the same time. So for Alala, you know, our mission really is to, I think, advance that conversation around diversity and wellness. You know, I am an immigrant, I'm a minority, I'm a woman. And so there are a lot of others that, you know, other categories that I could fall into. And I think especially in wellness, um, you know, there is a very like stereotypical wellness figure, I think people see in their heads when they say that, you know, and I believe that every single woman is on their own wellness journey, and they deserve to be represented, you know, in, in the media and in in public. And so for us, part of our mission really is to keep that conversation going of diversity, of inclusion, and, and making everybody feel like they have a place in the wellness world. I love that. And is the truth, right? All bodies, all sizes, all colors, all genders, all of the things we all deserve to feel good, look good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Journey. So I have to ask, how did you come up with the name Alala? So Alala is the name of a Greek goddess and her name stands for a battle cry. And for me, she represents all of us. You know, we're not going into battle, but we're certainly going into the world, trying to achieve our goals, fighting, you know, the the things that come our way, um, 
and really working towards, I think, becoming the best versions of ourselves. And so for me, Alala really represents all of that, right? She is the confidence. She is the strength. She is the battle cry, what we are all trying to achieve in the world. And so it was a name that, you know, I actually picked really, really early on in my like naming exercise, which took three or four months. It was one of the first ones I picked. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Okay, we'll put it off the side. And then I went through like hundreds and hundreds of ideas and names and everything. And at the end of the day, like I came back to it and I was like, I think this is perfect. Like that to me was like the perfect representation of what I wanted the brand to stand for. Uh, I love that. That's so, so good. I'm so glad I asked. Okay. So you, I kind of already told us your super expander story mm. of, of it being your, your dad and, and Chris, is there yeah. another one you want to share or did we just like tie it in a nice little bow with those two? Uh, I really look to those two as, as my true like expanders that I know, right. That I know who know me in my life. And um, like I said before, without them, I don't think sometimes I would have had the confidence or the strength to continue. Um, And that's why, again, I think it's so important for all of us, especially, you know, if you're feeling a little bit lonely in your entrepreneurial journey to surround yourself with people who will build you up, people who will lend you their hands to hold you up when you're feeling down about yourself or your business. Um, And I cannot tell you the, the number of times I've called either of them being like, this is going so wrong. Like, what am I doing? Like, help me, you know, and them just having the confidence in me helps so much. And I'll tell you another story because I think it's, it's a good one. I worked for Chris after business school. And I remember seeing the job posting come through one of our business school, like email, you know, email newsletters. And I was so excited because I was like, oh, this job sounds so great. Like it's all the things that I want. It's entrepreneurial. It's in fashion. It's all these things. And all my business school friends were like, oh, isn't that, are you going to be like his assistant? Like, it sounds like you're going to be his assistant. Like you're going to get coffee and like book his travel and, you know, like schedule his kid play date. And I was like, no, I don't think that's it at all. And if I had listened to kind of their doubting voices at the time, I would never have gone for that, gone for that interview and, you know, eventually have gotten the job. And I feel like it was such a strong conviction that I had that literally nobody else around me had at all. They were like, oh, like, why would you want to go get coffee for this guy? Like you have an MBA, you know, Um, but it ended up being one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And also, I think there is so much value in having a role like that, where you get to actually sit and absorb and listen, honestly, more than I even like really did a lot of stuff. Like I was there to make sure, you know, his business ideas were moving forward. We revealed like deals he was doing, but really the things that I remember most about working for someone like Chris was being able to have one-on-one time with him, asking him all my questions about business. Like, hey, why did you make that decision? Hey, why did you say that thing to that person? You know, hey, like, how come you're choosing this over that? And just like listening to somebody who's done so much and been so successful in their career, like seeing how he thinks, seeing how he approaches problems was like mind blowing to me because he was such a creative person. He was always the why not guy, you know, he's like, why not? Like, why not try this? Why not do it this way? Like everybody's going this way. Why not go this way? 
so for me, he expanded my mind in so many ways. It was like, I couldn't even like ask for anything more than that. And, you know, he was so generous again, like with his time, with his network, I would go to meetings where it was like him, another CEO, <laughs> and then me like sitting in the middle like this. And, you know, just to be able to listen to him talk to Jimmy Iovine, who started Beats Headphones or like, you know, Pharrell Williams, like, you know, like those like amazing. It was just like such an amazing experience. And every time I think about, you know, the, the three years that I spent with Chris, I think about my business school friends who tried to tell me that, you know, it wasn't worth it to get them coffee once in a while. And, you know, I'm so glad I didn't listen to them. And sometimes you kind of got to take that like uncomfortable step in the direction you feel in your gut is the right thing to do. And yeah, that was one of the best decisions I think I've ever made in my life. Oh my gosh. I think that's the best story. I heard a, that you didn't let outside influences and absolutely that's like the best education ever. Like you got probably the fastest, most deepest, most mm -hmm. in-depth in education in business to have access, to be able to ask those kinds of questions, to, to be in proximity to some of the conversations, the deals, yeah, like those nuanced things that yeah. you were able to learn and pick up on that most might not have ever even had an opportunity or been in a room where conversations like that were actually happening. Right, exactly. And I think about, you know, like how many of my business friends, if they knew that that was the result, like five, 10 years later, like how many of them would have like jumped at the opportunity, you know, but nobody 100%. saw it except, except for me. I love that. Good for you for <laughs> listening to your gut, for not being swayed by outside influence. And I always feel like that is the best yeah. advice. If someone is going left, it's like when the herd is going left, go right yeah. or vice yeah. versa. So I feel like that's such a great lesson that you, you picked up from him and actually from, it was just validated by him because you did it. You actually yeah. did it. And then it was validated by him. So, 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 so amazing. Okay. So I know everyone that's listening is dying to get in your world outside of going over to Alala and buying one of those amazing pairs of leggings or tops or a whole entire outfit. How can they find you? What's the best way to, to find you? Yeah. So personally, I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Denise X Lee, L-E-E. -E. So you can follow me there. I'm super active on my DMs and stuff and ask me any questions you want. And if you want to follow Alala, we are at Alala on Instagram and at Alala underscore official on TikTok. Oh my goodness. Make sure. I mean, that was the most generous offer. She just actually said she would answer your <laughs> questions. That you yes. have access to a wealth of knowledge. So make sure that you go follow her. Let her know that you heard her here on the Super Expander podcast. And yeah, make sure you get some of those leggings. They literally legit are like some of my most favorite ever. They're the best. The seamless ones. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, if you had one sort of just juicy nugget of wisdom for someone, maybe who has got that idea that is, you know, on the fence, should they go for it? What should they do if they're, if they're struggling? What would you tell them? Oh, I would say to learn how to tune into your own intuition. Mm. For me, listening to other people, like never served me as well as paying attention to what was going on inside me. And so for, yeah. for me, that is a huge skill that we all need to learn, especially if you want to go on this journey. Oh my gosh. Yep. We all have the answers inside of us. We just have to learn yep. how to listen, turn that volume up. So yep. good. 
Thank you so, so much for being here, for being so generous with your time, sharing all these stories. So, so good. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Corey, for having me. We will catch you on the next episode. Like a fire needs oxygen and fuel. You're not meant to reach your goals alone. Your missing part could be as simple as finding the right community. And if it's not my community, there's definitely the right one out there for you. If you're looking for a place to start, check out the link in the show notes and let this community help you breathe in fresh oxygen.